Welcome to the GC Podcast, a podcast to help you develop into the healthiest ministry leader you can be by sharing practical ministry experience. Here are your hosts, Kara Garrity and Jamie Garcia. Welcome everyone to today's episode of GC Podcast. I have Jamie Garcia here again with me today as co-host. Now it's the middle of the summer here. Um, and so I'm wondering, Jamie, what is one of your favorite summer activities? Cara, I miss youth camp. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so much. It's actually my favorite summer activity. Sadly, um, we are not able to have it here in the Philippines because of pandemic restrictions, but it will always, always be my favorite. Mm, I love that. And <laughs> it's a little bit of a cheat because at a youth camp, you have a lot of different activities put together. So. Right. That's a little bit of a cheat answer, but I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, and speaking of youth camps and, and neighborhood camps with youth, today we're actually going to be talking about Love Avenue events. And so what's a Love Avenue event that you've been part of that has been really meaningful to you, Jamie? One regular effort we have is called Donut Conversation. Mm. So basically, that's like a donut, as in donut. So we do that with student leaders in a target school community that we have. It's a monthly thing where about 80 to 100 students gather online for a conversation. And we maximize that time with them to share life experiences and also have devotionals with them. Um, with that, we're able to help them not just with the word, but also with topics like leadership, career, relationships, etc. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Whenever ministry includes food, that's always a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking bread around the table. So why don't we go on ahead and tune in to what our guest today, CJ Malamkar, has to share with us about Love Avenue events. Hello, friends, and welcome to the latest episode of GC Podcast. This podcast is devoted to exploring best ministry practices in the context of Grace Communion International Churches. I'm your host, Kara Garrity, and today I am overjoyed to interview my friend CJ Malamkar. CJ is the MTC coordinator and Love Avenue champion at GC Story Hills in Oklahoma, USA. CJ, welcome to the pod. I am so happy to have you join us today. Yay! I am so excited, Kara. I love doing memes with you. So much fun. So much fun. And today we'll be talking about Love Avenue event planning, and there's so much to talk about with that. So let's just jump right in and, and get started. All right. The, the first, yes. <laughs> the first thing that, um, you know, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about is uh, just some ideas of, of Love Avenue events. What are the kind of things that we're talking about when we talk about Love Avenue events? And so first, before we even get into a little bit of brainstorming, I put out uh, a question to, to GCI and asked what kind of Love Avenue events are happening around the world in GCI. And I got a little bit of feedback that I want to share um, to, to show, you know, what what is God doing in the Love Avenue around the world? And so, 
Here are some examples of Love Avenue events happening in GCI around the world. In Comunidad Gracia Internacional Peru, they have, as part of their Love Avenue, an event where they take water and food to the local hospital and they sit with and, and provide food and, and meals to people who are waiting for their families um, outside of the, the hospital and, and just are presence um, with them, a presence of, of Christ-like with those in their community. In GCI Pasadena, they do a, a VPS, VBS and um, nativity and, and Easter play where they connect with those in their community. They have activities for children and they make invitations and, and relationships in their community through um, being part of the tennis community as well as the senior socials in their neighborhood. And so being present with those in their neighborhood. And then in GCI, Morwell, Australia, as they are learning to form themselves as a missional community, they are trying out this year something called a Love Does and Join Us Board, where together as a church community, they um, have a board where, where they share love does, so ways that they are expressing Jesus's love in their neighborhood, and then a join us board, ways that they want to invite the church community to participate with them in the neighborhood, things that are going on, ways that they can join Jesus in his mission and ministry right in the midst of their neighborhood. And so they're forming and learning together in community. And so those are some examples, CJ, of Love Avenue events that are happening around the world in GCI. What other examples of Love Avenue events do you want to share either from GC Story Hills or just other ideas that, that you've encountered along the way? Yeah, what is amazing about the Love Avenue is, is it gives us direction, but it gives us freedom, right? Yes. And so once we're able, as you heard all of the events that you just talked about, they were all very different. And that's what's important. This is why it's so important to get out and get to know your target neighborhood because they're going to look different for different people. There's all kinds of different events. We have, I've experienced everything from a live nativity where we raised funds to pay off the past due lunch accounts at our local elementary school, all the way up to fun water balloon battles in the a big baseball field where the whole neighborhood came and just enjoyed themselves. Um, there are so many different things that you can do. And that's why if we get out and we get to know our target neighborhood, what is their age bracket? Is there a large number of children in our neighborhood? Is it an older community? What are, what are these things that we can learn? So if we get to know them, that's when we can know how to serve them best. Uh, you know, the Love Avenue just suggests getting outside the walls of the church and loving mm. others. And Jesus has shown us there are so many different ways to love people. And it's just so exciting every single time, no matter what we're doing, no matter what kind of Love Avenue event it is, that we're coming together as the body. And then we're including and inviting those in our neighborhood because we're better together and we make bigger impacts together. Yes, I love that. And what you say about getting to actually know your neighborhood, because what is going to connect with folks in one neighborhood might be really different with what's going to connect with folks in another neighborhood. And just like you said, those examples of Love Avenue events um, happening around the world in GCI are, are so very different. 
And so it can look different from local church neighborhood to local church neighborhood. And so even even though the the format or uh, the specific event might change, what are some characteristics of a, of a healthy Love Avenue event that you would say, CJ? Yeah, so your healthy, your healthy Love Avenue events always have, at least for me, they have some characteristics that you want to make sure that your event holds. So for me, it is what kind of the checklist I go through is, are, are we doing this together? Are we providing an opportunity for people who want to get involved, both from my church and my neighborhood? Mm. Am I providing opportunities for them to serve? Um, another thing that is important for us is, do we have something at this event to reach all ages? And for example, uh, when we do an event, let's say we're doing a block party. We want to make sure that we have something there for the younger children. Usually we'll have a moon bounce or a face painter or goodie bags or something for the younger children. Then you want to make sure you have something for the older children and teens. For us, we've built a large gaga ball pit that we like to take. If you don't mm-hmm. know what gaga ball is, it's like this new sport that's kind of like dodgeball below the waist. It is a lot of fun and the teens and kids love it. We've also done Nerf battles or like a water balloon battle. They're already having fun. Um, Also, you know, we need to think about our grandparents. It is hard for someone older in their age to stand, especially in the Oklahoma heat for four hours. So we want to make sure that we provide seating for people. Um, And, you know, if I were going to have tables and chairs for the grandparents at an event, you might be surprised what happens when you throw a few domino sets on those tables. And Mm. it's just thinking, it's thinking about all the different kinds of people, all the different kinds of age groups. And it's bringing collectively the whole group together to love on your neighborhood. And when we come together and when we're serving all these different aspects and everyone feels loved and cared for, it is just incredible. The move of the spirit, the impact that you can make together as a church and a neighborhood coming together to serve. And it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, that sounds like a beautiful thing. (laughs) And, you know, I'm thinking that as local churches think about, you know, these particular characteristics and, and the formats that, that they may be able to be expressed through, maybe even as they brainstorm different events that could happen, you know, game night or festival or block party or, um, you know, bringing meals and, and water or a water balloon fight, things like that as, as a church is coming together with their neighborhood to discern what would be a good way to come together and love the people in their neighborhood. What are some questions that that might help our listeners to assess whether an event is a good fit for their neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, so this is this is really important, right? Because you don't want to put a lot of effort into this event, and then it's it, no one comes, right? Um, but sometimes that does happen, especially when we're starting off. Uh, I, when I first started doing this outreach as Love Avenue and events in my neighborhood, when we first started, I can remember we did a uh, kind of a baseball game 
And we had a few people come out. It wasn't as big as an impactful as I hoped it would be. Uh, that wasn't the right fit for our neighborhood because baseball, mm. that's all it was, was a baseball game. And so right there, how many people was I unincluding? You know, there weren't children playing the game. It was adults, but there it was only athletic adults, really, because, um, you know, I didn't even play because I don't play baseball. So just taking that into account, I was able to learn from that. Now, it was still beneficial because it brought us together, even though it was small, we can be small, but mighty. Mm -hmm. And God was able to start showing us, you know, okay, next time think of something that would include everyone. Uh, We learned that in Surrey Hills, we have a lot of families. And so you can't do something that, uh, you know, that doesn't have something for children or the adults can't come because we have children. And so once we learned from that, we were able to regroup. And since then, we've been able to keep that in mind. And it's really proven to be very effective. Uh, You know, if you if your target neighborhood is a retirement community, you might not want to throw a carnival that (laughs) is filled with carnival games and bounce houses and face painting. Um, A retirement community might not enjoy that the same. However, they might love a bridge night or a dominoes tournament, or something like that. Uh, It's just being creative. And it's also understanding that what fits for one church that you may hear about an event doesn't mean that's what you have to do. The beautiful thing about the Love Avenue is we are so open to create, to think outside the box. When I Years ago, when I first went to, at that time, my pastor was Mike Rasmussen. And when I went to him and I said, hey, I want to do a water balloon battle. He thought I was nuts. Uh, He thought I was nuts. He let me know he thought I was nuts. Uh, But he said, look, if you really think that this would work, then I'll support you. But I don't see it. But what was important there is that he trusted me. And I really felt like this would work. Now it has been an annual thing. It's one of our largest attended events from our neighborhood. And every year I've got to rub it into him a little bit more. Huh? <laughs> huh? See? See, Pastor Mike? So no, it's it's creativity is so beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. Think outside the box. Uh, you know, in fact, talk to some people, run it by some of your neighbors. Uh, that's always a great idea. Of course, you have to get to know your neighbors first and have friends in the neighborhood. But once you develop those you know, I'll, I'll go to my neighborhood friends and say, Hey, so I'm kind of thinking about this. What do you think? And I'll get feedback there. Uh, but create, be as creative as you can, just because you hear someone else does something, you can do something totally different. And as long as you are loving and meeting your neighbors where they are, then that's exactly what the love Avenue is all about serving them and loving them well outside of those church walls. Yes. And a couple of things from what you shared, CJ, that I think are really important. The first is being present and and actually being a neighbor in your neighborhood, actually knowing your neighbors, what is important to them, maybe even asking them, you know, what do you think about this? Or, or, you know, um, running some ideas by them, knowing where your neighbors are, right? If we're meeting people right. where they're at, we need to know where they are first. And and so that that 
kind of presence I heard is is really important in assessing whether an event is is a good fit for the neighborhood. Um, the other thing that I heard is how we define um, success as we learn and discern is is important because we maybe not every event is gonna be you know a, a home run in the way that we might want to define success, but we do learn. And, and God does teach us, and, and that is data that, that we can take with us, and we are still formed in the process of, of following Jesus in, in mis- mission in, in our neighborhoods. And so to, to not say, oh, well, we tried one thing and it didn't work, so we're never going to engage in our neighborhood again, is maybe not necessarily the way that we kind of assess what's a good fit in our neighborhood, but we keep learning, we keep getting to know people. Um, we keep praying and, and discerning, and we see, okay, well, maybe what can we do differently? What can we do next? And we don't take those failures personally, because ultimately, you know, it's not about us, right? It's Correct. about what God is doing in our midst. Right. So, and we, you know, that's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we can't underestimate the impact that we may have made. You yes. can't underestimate the impact of planting a seed. So you may have an event and only have two people show up for five minutes, or maybe they just walked by and didn't even mean to show up. But you don't know if you took that time out to talk to them, you don't know the power of a planted seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I never understood that so much as I do now, because you know we, we did all of our Love Avenue events without a church building. Uh, We had a little trailer house four miles from our Target neighborhood where we were building a church. So for four years, we never used our church building. We did it all in the neighborhood, in the community hub locations that the neighbors were familiar with. So the school parking lot, the the neighborhood park, the neighborhood ball fields. And that's where we did these things. And I just, it's amazing looking back now that our church doors are open to see so many people walking through the doors that I haven't seen since pre-COVID. But those relationships started at some of these neighborhood events and outreaches and Camp Surrey. And we're seeing the fruit from that labor three to six years ago that we didn't even know that this was going to happen. It's just amazing. The power of relationships. And, you know, God, God sees those seeds planted even when we can't. And so trusting him, he says, go out, go out, make disciples of all people. And how Jesus made disciples is he did life on life with them. He loved mm. them. He taught them while doing life with them. And so, you know, we can't fail if we are just going out to love and build relationship with our neighbors, just like Jesus did. Mm. Amen. That's so, that's so well said. Thank you, CJ. You know, and as we're thinking about, you know, events and kind of what, what shape they could take or, you know, how we know what, what might connect well with, with our neighbors. That's, I think, one piece of thinking about, um, Love Avenue events and, 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 what that can look like in our local neighborhood context. And then the other piece of that is the process, actually planning and executing mm-hmm. and, and putting it together. And, and so I want to talk a little bit about that piece of it now too. Um, 
And so I'm wondering, CJ, how do you involve, involve your team, your Love Avenue team, in planning and executing a Love Avenue event? I would be so lost without my team. Uh, they, I don't know if I could do anything without my team <laughs> because they're so important. I know that building a team can be difficult, but it is the most rewarding an amazing thing once you have that team built. So for me, I have a team. There are 11 of us on my Love Avenue team. We meet monthly. Uh, we have monthly meetings and then we do hard events every other month. So by, uh, you know, six times a year. And we come together. When we come together, we, we talk. We have a plan. We have a calendar. We know, you know, our direction and we come together and what's so beautiful is I have, I have everything from a 14 year old is my youngest team member all the way up to, I believe 76 is my oldest team member. And we have um, about every generation in between in that on the team. And it's just, it met, we mesh so well together. It took some time, but we empower each other. Uh, we can appreciate each other's uh, point of views and different stances in life and experience in life. And I think that is one of the reasons why some of our events turn out so well is because I have all those different voices on my team speaking into them. Uh, yes. You know, we in GCI, we are team based and pastor led in our avenues. We are team based avenue champion led and I understand that, uh, you know, I will set the meeting times. I will. Now, this is also important. And I think this has everything to do with the Love Avenue. When you're building a team for the Love Avenue, it's important. You don't just send an email and whoever shows up, shows up. That's not really meeting people where they are. Uh, you know, we are a family. We are friends. Uh, so we'll set a day. I'll send out reminders, but we're seeing each other. We're we're doing life together outside of that once a month meeting. And so, you know, even when it's not technically a meeting, we're talking about the upcoming events and what can we do and how can we do this? And what's been beautiful is uh, we had a trunk or treat last year and my Love Avenue team, like I told you, that's 11 people. We had over 2,000 people at the Trunk or Treat and that came from the neighborhood and the community, and we had about 20 or less members from our church at this event, and 11 of them were off the Love Avenue. Hmm. That show goes to show you what you can do with even a staff, even if all you have is your Love Avenue team, you can still make a big impact. Uh, you know, every, every Love Avenue event, I feel like more and more church members get involved, but what's even more beautiful, you're like, whoa, how do you do that with 20 people? I didn't do it with 20 people. I did it with 20 people from the church and about 30 people from the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will tell you this over the course of the last five years of doing this, I'm, my percentages are kind of changing because, uh, we have those people that have helped from the neighborhood. Well, they are now weekly attenders of our church. <laughs> so <laughs> this is how this works. This is how relationship works. 
you know, I, I used to brag that, you know, I have, I made sure that I had someone on my Love Avenue team that was not GCI, that was not a weekly attender of my church. I wanted a neighborhood voice on the team because these are neighborhood events. Um, now I can't say that because that person is now a member of our church. So I'm going to have to find somebody else to bring on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but these are the amazing things that God can do when we just open our hearts and we open our willingness and we just say, okay, Jesus, let's do this. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And, and what I hear is that, man, working together with the team, joining Jesus in ministry is really powerful. It's yeah. a really powerful way to join Jesus in mission. Absolutely. And so as you know, you're, you're working with your team and, and you're, you're engaging in the Love Avenue, particularly with events, because there's many ways to engage in the Love Avenue. A, a, a healthy Love Avenue is not just events. Absolutely. But when we're talking about events, yes, <laughs> events specifically. Um, what are key steps in the process of planning and, and executing a Love Avenue event that, that we may miss? And, and I'd say particularly maybe things about a Love Avenue event that are subtly different than a Hope or a Faith Avenue event. Yeah. So the first thing is going to be, you know, we kind of already talked about it, your target audience, your target, uh, who are the people that you're trying to reach? And we need to talk about this out loud because sometimes that can get lost. Mm -hmm. Are we, are we reaching all of our neighbors, uh, all of the age brackets, which I talked about? Another thing is location. Um, a lot of people think that, like I said, you have to use your church. I, we are slowly transitioning more events to our church, but we will never move them all to our church because we, our goal is to be a neighborhood church, part of the neighborhood. So we want to utilize these neighborhood hub points that, you know, neighbors are already comfortable. Some people are, are burned. Some people are hurt and it freaks them out to go to a church uh, for an event. And so, you know, to meet them where they are, to start off in a neutral space, such as the school parking lot or the neighborhood park, those are really important aspects, I think, to include in some of your events. And it's also very important for some of our churches that rent or share their buildings mm. and they don't have full access or use with them. And I'm, I just want them to know, like, that's okay. In fact, in my opinion, that's preferable, uh, you have plenty of time to move things toward your church once you build that that neighborhood, uh, you know, this following, this habit of neighbors coming together for these things. And so, you know, the location is very important. Uh, also, the timing. Uh, unfortunately, with the Love Avenue, you really have to take in account that school calendar. And the, uh, the weather, uh, the time of year for the different events, uh, you know, you obviously, of course, I'm a little crazy. We do a golf cart <laughs> parade for Christmas. And I'm like, in Oklahoma, that's a little crazy. It's cold every year. But we do live in a golf course community. And so there's a lot of golf carts. But, you know, even for that activity, we make sure it's only 20 minutes outside. And then we had a place to go inside 
uh, to get out of the weather. Another huge thing, and this might be, in my opinion, one of the most important things about a Love Avenue event versus your Hope or your Faith Avenue, you have got to be able to tie this back into the life of the church. Mm. Uh, that with your faith avenue, you know, you're already going deeper. You're, you're, it's much easier to do. Your hope avenue is in your church, you know, it's your worship experience. So those things are easier with your love avenue. It is just as important to do this, but not make it a bait and switch. It can't be, we're doing this. Oh, by the way, we did this. So you guys would come to our church. This is our church and the service times. And, you know, that's, that's not it. But for example, for us, uh, we had a block party last year. Uh, hundreds of people came. It was a wonderful time. Neighbors bar- uh, cooking and eating and playing yard games and cornhole. Uh, we had some live music and then we watched a movie on the lawn. And I asked Pastor Joe to get up there uh, on the mic and just thank everyone for coming to introduce himself and who he is. And he he introduced himself as the pastor of Grace Communion, Surrey Hills, and he just thanked everyone for being there. Uh, he let them know that we are all about the neighborhood and loving and serving them well and that we're better together. Uh, and then he just said, I just want you guys to know if anybody would like to join us, we're meeting tomorrow in the school at 11 o'clock a.m. And hopefully we'll see you guys then. And if not, I just want you to know we love you and we will see you at our next event. But that tied it into the church. Uh, those gift bags that we make for children, they will be specifically from GC Surrey Kids and or Camp Surrey. And we will also advertise our next event at our current event or our next outreach, our next Love Avenue um, activity, we will announce in advance. It's so important to connect it back. Uh Another thing is we, with our events, we you'll always see on the advertisement, this event is sponsored by the Surrey Hills Neighbors and Grace Communion Surrey Hills. Uh, it is not just about our church and trying to get people through the doors. They're not just numbers to us. They're our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so we do this together and we really try to esteem the neighborhood or if we're doing an event and partnering with the local Lions Club uh, we, you know, we really push that they have really helped when we esteem others. It's amazing. The impact people pick that up. Uh, so, you know, it's just, that is going to be something that it doesn't have to be awkward. A lot of people are like, Oh, we tied this back into the life of the local church. It's a bait and switch. It's awkward. And it doesn't have to be that way. We can be honest and open with who we are and we are GC Surrey Hills, but our passion is to love and serve our neighbors. And so we want to join you in making this neighborhood better. And all of a sudden they start to feel a part of something. And, you know, we don't build the church. God does. Uh, Jesus Mm. builds his church. And so we do what we need to do and we open the invitation and then we, we let Jesus go to work, but we are prepared with open arms Um, And it's amazing. Like I said, here we are three or four years later, and I'm seeing all these people walk through the door on Sundays that I've met at Camp Surrey or a neighborhood event years ago. Uh, So it's beautiful what God can do. Yes. And that's an excellent point, CJ, that 
um, that's that's something particular that we need to think about with the Love Avenue events is how do we thoughtfully tie it back to the life of the church without falling into that that bait and switch because like you mentioned earlier the Love Avenue events are are the things that that we're doing in our neighborhood outside of the walls of the church um, you know, the Hope Avenue, the the Sunday worship service is obviously tied to the life of the church, right? You right. know, you walked in the front door, but but how do we do that in a thoughtful manner um, with the the Love Avenue uh, events that that we have? And I love what you said as well about you know the location and and something that you know I, I would say about that too. That's important is is as we venture into our neighborhoods and and maybe have events in locations other than the ones that that we're used to where like our church meets or things like that it's important to to know the the rules and regulations out <laughs> in the whatever that location is as well you know some parks require park permits or to serve food you need certain um, permissions to do that and so just keeping those things in mind as as we go into our neighborhood understanding the the lay of the land um, as as we meet our, our neighbors and and kind of have the events there because I think you're absolutely like I, I love that idea of being thoughtful about physically location wise having love avenue events outside of the walls of the church as well and and in the neighborhood um and so then how are we how are we being thoughtful about doing it legally (laughs) and then thoughtful about tying it back to the life of of the church um and those rhythms that we we have have we have great resources for that as a denomination. Uh, before every event I do, I email Cheryl Corson at our home office and I just let her know, like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we'll have about this many people. Here are the activities. And just doing that, it, you know, she's able to, if there is any red flag she sees, she's able to come back and say, ah, let me check on this. Or she'll say, thanks for letting me know. You're good to go. Um, it is just that extra layer of protection and it, it's, uh, I'm very thankful for it. And I do it with every event that we do. Yes, that safety, that protection, that layer of protection for the people that we're trying to care for and love in our right. neighborhoods is is one expression of, right. of that love of Christ. Absolutely. Yes. And so in addition to, you know, what, what you've shared, what are... You know, not that it's not enough because those are wonderful (laughs) insights, but are there other best practices or gotchas that you've discovered along the way? Yeah, you know, and I think this could probably go across the avenues, but I can speak from a Love Avenue standpoint, and that is that, you know, being team-based is very important. We don't build teams to just have people to do the work. Uh, We build teams to empower people and to give them a voice and to work together. Uh, So, you know, an example of this is for this uh, Camp Camp Surrey that we're doing this summer. Um, I have been thinking about it. I came up with the theme that I thought was amazing. Uh, My husband loved it. I okayed it with our RD and our pastor. And I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to take this to the meeting and everybody's going to love it. And I took it to the meeting and they were like, eh, you know, yeah, it's okay. I get where you're going, but CJ, this isn't a teen camp. This camp is for children. And so I was, I was going to use the word elevate. 
I really liked that, that theme for Elevate. And my team came to me and said, CJ, we, we like the direction it's going. We like where it stands. We like how you can uh, make this biblically lifting God up in your life. But why don't we use a term more simple, like lifted? That way you're our kindergartners and first graders, you know, they, they can relate to it. And I just thought, well, duh, like, of course, you know, but I would have never thought of that on my own. But my team, first of all, they felt comfortable to bring me challenge. And then when I heard that challenge, I was so thankful for it because I feel now it is so much better than what I had thought of before. And this, and you know, but because they are different people, because we are a team, they were able to say, eh, you're not thinking about this. This is this. What about this? And it's so much better. So, you know, empowering your team, not just using them to work, but mm-hmm. really giving them a voice. Uh, my team, I truly believe if I were to take the dirt nap tomorrow, they would be just fine. They would know exactly what to do. Uh, because, you know, we are team based. Now, I don't want to take the dirt nap tomorrow. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's not. But (laughs) as an indicator that a well-developed team is important. It is so important. Um, And you don't have to have perfect people on your team, because if that's what you're waiting for, you're never going to have a team. Uh, we, if people are willing, then, and they have the heart to love people, no strings attached. Those are the people you want on your love Avenue team. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so important. I could not do this on my own. My team, I always say this, they just make my job so easy. They make me look so much better because of who they are and how hard they work. Uh, so I just think building a team is incredibly important and including your neighbors, including yes. your neighbors is also important. Um, those are just really big practices that I would highly suggest you do if you are starting to reach out to your neighborhood. Yes. Thank you, CJ. And then one more question that I have for you is, you know, we mentioned briefly earlier that events are not the wholeness of the love avenue they're one aspect of the love avenue and so can can you talk a little bit to that you know maybe about the the role of events in the love avenue or or the other pieces and rhythms of of the love avenue basically how how do the events fit within the overall shape and rhythm of the love avenue Yeah. So uh, for us, and this is going to look different for different churches, this has taken years to get it to this point. For us, we do uh, five kind of fun events a year and one big uh, kind of outreach a year as, as the Love Avenue. We do it every other month. And so we do, you know, the things I told you, trunk or treats, Christmas parades, uh, water balloon battles, Camp Surrey, but we also do a food drive for our neighborhood senior living center and um, our community food pantry. And then in between those big events, we also uh, have kind of smaller outreaches. One of the things we're starting right now is kind of a uh, Surrey Hills Garden Club within our church. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what's interesting about that is, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's kind of Faith Avenue. That's kind of a connect group uh, to kind of keep our flower beds weed free and flowers planted and stuff like that. But as a neighborhood uh, uh, down our main boulevard, we have these flower beds in the middle and they are upkept by volunteers from our neighborhood. So uh, we created this GC Surrey Hills Garden Club to be able to do these service projects uh, to help the Surrey Hills Garden Club with those medians. And so, you know, it can, it, what started as a connect group is now doing something in the Love Avenue. They're outreaching and they're serving their neighbors. Mm. Um, you know, the, it, it all flows together. I think sometimes we can make the mistake of we see Faith, Hope, Love Avenue as these just three very distinct and separate things um, when really they're very connected. They yes. are, they are distinct, but they are connected and they interpenetrate one another. And so we, we have to keep that in mind. If maybe you're like, you know, we don't have the people right now. We only have two people on our love Avenue team. Well, but do you have connect groups that those two people on your love Avenue team could team up with some of these connect groups and do outreaches to serve their neighborhoods. Uh, it's Love Avenue really allows you to think outside the box in that way and, uh, you know, utilize all the avenues coming together and utilizing, you know, the different strengths and the different passions. Uh, so, you know, the best example I have is, like I said, kind of a connect group of a garden club. But now we're going to use that connect group in the Love Avenue to serve our neighborhood uh, garden club to do service projects there. Yes. And and the other piece that that you mentioned, CJ, that I think is really, really critical. We're thinking about the Love Avenue. We're not dependent solely on events. Events are good and fun and, and an important aspect. But even this example of the gardening club, this is a, a rhythmic kind of day-to-day -day way of actually being present and neighbors in your neighborhood in Surrey Hills. And so I think that that's a really important piece because um, we're, we're only missional. You said, you know, you guys have six big events a year. If you are only present in your neighborhood six times a year, how would you build relationships? Yeah, those, those events would not work if that's all we did were those six events. Mm -hmm. The reason those six events work so well, the reason why they're so well attended is because we are out 365 days a year being a neighbor individual yes. as individuals and as a church. Uh, you know, our, we have connect groups going all over this neighborhood. It's, it's amazing because, you know, we'll see somebody we will kind of be in a leadership meeting and, you know, I'll say, you know, Joe may, Pastor Joe may say, I found, I met this person and they are, and I'm like, whoa, that person comes to our wine night. And somebody will say, oh, I saw them at our, I talked to them last year at our block party. It's amazing to see the little connections that go all over. Whenever, uh, you know, I went and got my hair done last month, my hairdresser said, what is your pastor's name? And I said, Joe. And she said, I play, I play softball with his wife. He's one of my favorite people in the stands. And, you know, just <laughs> to, this is the beauty of a neighborhood church. Yes. You know, we all live in this area. So we are the church seven days a week. 
And so as we're out, we're doing this as individuals. I've always like, one of the most amazing things is I wish I could see all the little connections that God sees, because I feel like I have been blessed the last five years that he has opened my eyes to be able to see many of them. And it's probably not even a fraction of everything that he can see. The connections are, they are just absolutely mind blowing uh, how this has come together. This is the beauty of being a neighborhood church. And it is not all about events. Those events are like the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. They're a time for us to come together and reunite. But we are connecting, you know, on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. We are connecting as we are, you know, seeing our neighbors uh, walking at night, stopping and talking to them, uh, going to the neighborhood park and hanging out with our family and talking to other family members there, uh, getting involved. Uh, There are other organizations in our neighborhood that do their own outreaches. Are we, as neighbors, going to support their events? Are we Mm -hmm. going to support them and showing up and helping where we can? It, th- this is all of this, it all ties together in this beautiful thing called relationship. And when that happens, you will see that these fun events that you do, they are well attended because the relationship's already there. They, but that it takes intentional work. It takes being a neighbor and engaging the people that God has placed all around you every single day as an individual and as a church. Yes, yes. I I love how you say that we're the church seven days a week um, because that's really the heart of joining Jesus in mission. And and events are fantastic and, and an amazing way to engage our neighborhood. But without that posture and that heart of, of being the church seven days a week, events are just going to be events. That's right. Six events a year does not mission make, I guess. And so that's important to, to understand, even as we're talking about what makes a good Love Avenue event, to understand events in their proper context of the, the wholeness and the fullness of the rhythms of a Love Avenue and and just the missional rhythms of of Jesus and, and his church. So thank you for sharing that, CJ. That I think gives us... Um, you know, a lot to, to reflect on and ponder as we're thinking about the the fullness of the rhythms of our Love Avenue. And so as we start to wrap up, what final words do you have for our listeners? I guess my final words would be, we have to remember that Jesus is doing the work. He is leading this, right? It doesn't fall on our shoulders. The burden is he carries that burden. We just get to join him. And he's given us the perfect example in his life on how to make a disciple. And if you look every single time, it starts with him making a friend. It -hmm. starts with him being in relationship with, you know, in my opinion, really messed up people. These were not perfect people that, you know, he brought on as his disciples. They were messed up everyday people that he met in their brokenness and he loved them and he loved them well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
that takes so much of the pressure off. So if we can do that, it does not matter if your Love Avenue team is three people or 30 people. It doesn't matter if your outreach or your event, uh, you have one person show up or a thousand people show up. If the heart behind it is to follow in Jesus's footsteps and loving and serving our neighbors well, then you're, it's already going to be a winning experience. Those events, while it has been fruitful for us uh, as a neighborhood church and reaching out to our neighbors, it has been just as fruitful for us as a church in going deeper in trusting and working together with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just been amazing. And so just keeping in mind that you are beautifully and wonderfully made, even as the church that you are. Whether you are a small fellowship group of six people, everyone's retirement age or older, that is beautiful. There is an impact that you can make in the love avenue just with the size you are, the age you are, the gifts you have. There is something that you can do. Uh, That goes if you are a congregation with 150 people and have 30 people in your love avenue team, you can also do this. Don't let your numbers, your age, your, um, you know, your, your, the size of your teams, the size of your finances, don't let that discourage you. Uh, you can still join Jesus in making an impact in your neighborhood. And that's what the Love Avenue is all about. Joining Jesus and your brothers and sisters to make an impact in the very neighborhood where he has placed you. And so that is just, if we can hold on to that, if we can hold on to that, then what is success? Success cannot be defined by numbers. Success Mm -hmm. is defined by relationship. Mm. And Love Avenue outreaches, Love Avenue service projects, Love Avenue events, they are all an opportunity to build and grow in your relationships. And so if you, if we can keep that in mind, then we don't fail. We just don't fail. It is, it's an amazing thing. And it's a wonderful opportunity we have to join Jesus and what he's already doing in our neighborhoods. Amen. And amen. Thank you, CJ. This has been a lot of fun. Before I let you go, we got a little bit of fun left. I've got a couple of random questions for you and you can just respond with the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. What fictional world or place would you like to visit? Oh, man. (laughs) Atlantis. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm an ocean, like, that's funny. I'm from Oklahoma, so I like to think I'm an ocean girl, even though I've not only been in the ocean like a couple times in my life. But, (laughs) you know, you know, Atlantis was a pretty cool place yeah yeah ocean's <laughs> great <laughs> what dish would you bring to a potluck oh yum now you're making me hungry um <laughs> i would probably bring red wine roast Ooh, now yes. i'm hungry it's one of my favorites it's one of my favorites that sounds real good all right if you have to choose you have to sing karaoke what song do you choose no one else on earth by Winona Judd. Oh, all right. I all know. Right. I know. My country roots are coming out. Yes, I like it. I like <laughs> it. 
What is your favorite holiday tradition? Oh, man. Honestly, uh, uh, my favorite holiday tradition, this is, it's so hard. I have two. Uh, One of them is a Christmas Eve service with my family. Mm. Um, It is so special to me. I had no idea how special it was until this last year. We didn't have a building to do a Christmas Eve service. And it was really hard for me. Uh, I did, we did attend another, it wasn't the same. And so it's just that that Christmas Eve service, there's just something beautiful about it. Uh, My other favorite holiday tradition, uh, it would probably be Halloween, just bringing people together, having a lot of fun, serving the kiddos in my neighborhood. We usually get about a thousand kids to our front doorstep on Halloween. And so it's, it's a lot of fun just to meet them where they are. Yes, I love that. I love both of those. Next, this is a tough one. Okay. Would you rather always be slightly late or super early? I would always, uh, me, I would rather be super early. In reality, I'm usually slightly late. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. You and me both. But ideally, my personality is to be super early. Before I had children, I was early to everything. Like 30 minutes to an hour early for everything. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And now it's like, eh, you know, I'm that person that comes in one minute after, five minutes after. (laughs) Oh, so you are the super early. That's not even tough. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Then final question. What is your favorite summer activity? Okay, so this has changed. It right. used I used to love in the summer um, fishing. I, I love catfishing. It's a fun thing. I had children and that kind of slowed down. But, you know, fishing, camping, that kind of stuff. But then, uh, let's see, two weekends ago, we got to have a Love Avenue. Um, it was just a relational day for my team to come together We didn't have anything to talk about or to plan. It was just a time for us to come together and hang out and enjoy each other. And we went kayaking. Uh, We just got some kayaks for our pond behind the new church. And I have never been kayaking in my life before. And so this was new to me. So we went kayaking and we kayaked for probably four hours in this small pond. And it was just the most relaxing and amazing thing so now my new summer fun activity is kayaking love that yes that's so great well cj i appreciate you joining us on this gc podcast episode so much i think that we've learned a lot um and it is our practice with gc podcast to end the show with prayer so would you be willing to say a prayer for our churches and pastors and ministry leaders and members in gci Absolutely. Father, Son, and Spirit, we just, oh, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, that you are a God of relationship. And you include us in the middle of that relationship, Lord. And I just celebrate you and who you are and what you are doing today, Lord. I thank you. I thank you that you give us the opportunity to join you in what you're doing. We we're pushing that little plastic lawnmower, God, while you're actually doing the work, but it's the relationship and the inclusion that you give us that is just so amazing. And we just thank you so much for that. 
Lord, I just ask that you be with all of our members in GCI and our churches all over the world, Lord, that you be with the pastors and the Love Avenue teams, and that you just reassure them that you've got this, that you've always had this, and that they may they may be able to rest in that and simply join you in loving and serving their neighborhoods and their neighbors well, Lord. We know that you are faithful to begin or to, to finish what you start, and we trust you, and we love you so much. We thank you for Kara and Rue for taking the time to doing these po- to do these podcasts to help meet our members where they are and helping them grow and learn in all the different aspects of ministry, Lord. So we just thank you and we love you. And we ask all of this in the name of your son, Jesus, our very best friend. And together we say, amen. 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 That was a great interview, and I appreciated the practice of hosting Love Avenue events in neighborhood or common spaces that CJ mentioned. I I think that that is a really tangible way to express that that you're part of the neighborhood and that you're here for your neighborhood. Uh, What's something that that stood out to you that CJ mentioned about Love Avenue events? A lot of things, actually, Kara. I enjoyed listening to CJ so much. I mm. I enjoyed listening to their activities. <laughs> um, mm. For me, the thing that stood out the most is when CJ said, never underestimate the seed that we make. Yes. I love that because um, from a planning perspective, we will have things that we expect and things that we want to see. But in reality, what we do is planting seeds. God will make it grow in His time. And as we participate, we never underestimate every opportunity to love our neighbors as He leads us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that word and reflection with us. Um, that That's a good one. And so before we go on ahead and end our time today, what's going on with the GCI curriculum on being in and with the word, Jamie? On being in and with the word is a seven-week series that focuses on the Bible and the method studying scripture. It is the last curriculum to be released for on being series. All the curricula in the series can be found here on our website at resources.gci.org slash on-being. Thank you. Well, friends, we're at the end of another episode, and we really appreciate you joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, go on ahead and give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out and to help others join in on our conversations. So until next time, keep on living and sharing the gospel. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the GC Podcast. We hope you have found value in it to become a healthier leader. We would love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion on a topic or if there is someone who you think we should interview, email us at info at gci.org. Remember, healthy churches start with healthy leaders. Invest in yourself and your leaders.